Hey guys, and welcome back to the Warrior Monk Podcast. Man, I've had to take a long break from podcasting. Apologies to all of you out there who have been wanting more content, but I'll tell you what, this year has been a crazy year for me. 2019 has been all sorts of ups and downs, but I'll tell you what, I'm really glad to be back. I'm really glad to be putting more content out, and I'm really glad to have my guest on this today's episode, Angel from Battle Ready Body Works. She's a massage therapist who works out of Fayetteville in the Fort Bragg area, and she was an awesome guest. She was great to take some time out of her busy schedule and in the process of setting up her new massage studio to talk to me and talk to you guys. And we hit on some really cool topics, talking about some of the science and massage therapy and how it correlates directly to her main clientele, which are active duty and military veterans, as well as uh, first responders, Leo community. And we talk about some cool stuff in the uh, future of post-traumatic stress treatment, um, some of the new up and coming things. Uh, she's an extremely smart woman. She's really on top of her ball game when it comes to research and on the science and how it all works into what she does as a massage therapist and working on some more integrative things in the future. So please give her a listen, enjoy the conversation, and please give her a follow, give her a like, check out her Instagram, and if you're in her area, go get a massage. All right, guys, without further ado, we're going to go right into the conversation. Thanks for tuning in. Awesome. So I've got Angel here from uh, from Battle Ready Body Works, and she's working out of Fayetteville in the, uh, the Bragg area as a licensed massage therapist and uh she's been awesome to join me here and uh, she's she's got a lot on her plate she just moved in the area and she's working on her her new office space and renovating and still trying to fit in clients and stuff like that so i appreciate her taking the time um so i just want to give you a quick introduction uh you've been working in uh licensed massage therapy for how long i am in my second year so not okay. very long yeah okay but um, it's something that I took to right away um, and have gone through several continuing education courses in the time that I got graduated from school um, and really have been immersed in it, um, in research and in figuring out like what makes massage therapy work because a lot of the narratives that we are given are kind of outdated or we don't fully understand or they're more anecdotal. So I'm one of those people that, you know, I want to know like the science behind everything. Um, so I say second year, but massage therapists in general don't last that long. It's kind of a high turnover uh, profession. You either are in it for life or you quit in two to five years, you know, cause you get right. burnt out, you end up working for massage envy or things like that and, and, uh, just fall out of it. So, so yeah, um, it's been awesome. I did just move here to Fort Bragg from Fort bliss mm -hmm. and Fort bliss is where I started my own business. Um, I just kind of had a, the vision and the heart to go after the military community because here's an underserved community that, they have certain perceptions about massage therapy. They don't understand the benefits of it. And mm -hmm. really, I think in the general population, uh, the benefits of massage therapy, the real benefits are very um, downplayed or they're not talked about or they're not fully understood. 
Sure, sure. And I think a lot of that maybe stems from a lot of the um, kind of woo-woo thing that goes along with uh, a lot of massage therapy, just like a lot of people doing yoga and stuff like that. Um, there's certain connotations that people kind of automatically, you know, people think the Himalayan salt crystals and and uh, getting your chakras in alignment, and which is if you're if that's what you believe in, and that's uh, that kind of thing is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's really cool that you kind of take a science uh, approach to your modality and, and and looking at it from a a more um, objective standpoint, which uh, rings with me a lot because I, I don't know if you know, but my background before I came in the military was in science. I worked in vaccine research before I came in the military. So uh, when I see when I see data. Uh, it kind of like the, the nerd in me is like, ah, oh, yes, serotonin, very, very familiar <laughs> oxytocin. Yes. I've, I've studied these things. Yeah. So yeah. I, th- I think it's very cool. It appeals to people um, because it's hard. I, maybe it's because it's harder for them to refute because it's easier for them to process, but it's interesting because the more that I study the science behind how and why massage therapy works, I have a greater understanding of the woo-woo as well. Sure. Like you think about the chakras, the energy centers. For me, when I think about them now, earlier, sure, I dismissed it as like hippy-dippy, whatever the hell. I don't even know what people were doing, voodoo. (laughs) But now what I view them as is a, a lens, a new perspective with which to view your entire physiology, your biology. Sure. Like, you know, it's just a different perspective. It's not dogma. It's not factual. It's it's how we've interpreted. And if you think about, you know, poetry and artistry and creativity, like those are all different ways that we interpret the world. Movies, mm-hmm. film, music, we're interpreting the world in many different ways. And so that area, the Reiki healing, the chakras, the that's another way of expressing that understanding of humanity. So I think that it's really multi-layered and the maturity comes from being able to be scientific and also to be open-minded at the same time. It's awesome. I love it. It goes right along with the mentality of the Warrior Monk podcast too, which is like finding that balance, right? You shouldn't, you shouldn't be afraid to kind of step into the unknown and, and what's the the kind of less lesser known world. And also you should you kind of be analytical just as much as, as you should kind of be inspirational and creative at the same time. So I, I like your mentality. And I think it's awesome. Um, so that being said, you, you're really big in reaching out to working with the, the military community, the veteran community, the law enforcement community. Um, you were in the Fort Bliss area and now over uh, at Fort Bragg. So obviously the, the, the people in that area is that's obviously right right there uh, in your backyard. So how did you what kind of motivated you or what was the inspiration to kind of take that on as your audience, as your your kind of go to um, clientele? Definitely. Well, my husband is active duty and Mm -hmm. um, I'm around military all the time. Uh, I get to hear, you know, their stories, what they're going through. I see it firsthand that a lot of um, our military struggle with depression and alcoholism and lack of sleep and low motivation, low morale. They're hurting and nobody seems to really be able to get to the root of the problem. And um, on the other side of the coin, there's companies and organizations that are exploiting, you know, the 22 a day suicide mission, do push-ups, things like that. And that's really hard for me to watch because it's, 
it's it's good that there's an awareness you know there's all it's always good to know about something happening but to actually do something. And so massage therapy is so multifaceted in the way that it can help people. It can help people with physical recovery, with muscular pain, with soreness, and really a lot of muscular pain and soreness. Of course, it's from the physical exertion that happens in the military, the rucking and the training that they do. But you, when you study physiology, you also start to understand that traumas, emotions, uh, things are stored in our body the way that we we carry ourselves or our our level of hormones and neurotransmitters they all affect um, affect us physically right mm-hmm. so being able to address these issues for people helps them more than just like oh now I don't have muscle soreness it also helps them feel connected to another human being it helps them feel less lonely it helps them uh, it lifts their mood, you know, and, and gets them out of whatever funk that they're in. Maybe not in one single session, but my clients typically see me every week and I notice a vast improvement in their, just, just their entire life. Like they come in smiling now, or they come in looking forward to it. And I like to think that it helps them in their everyday lives as well. Sure. Um, and, and part of that too, is that, um, there's a, a big piece of the rapport building and, and knowing the individual too. And I'm sure I, I, I've struggled. I haven't been able to find a good massage therapist in my area that really have, I've built a good relationship with to kind of know, like, uh, I, I always like to say you, you kind of got to be your own mechanic. Um, I'm big into doing soft tissue work and I, I do yoga and, but I know I've got, you know, a shoulder issue from an AC joint tear. And I know I've got a uh, some compression, uh, issues in my L5 S1. And, and so like, I kind of look at myself as like, well, how do I, how do I attack those issues? And if you get a, a good relationship with your massage therapist, they kind of know, start to know your body a little bit and how to help you deal Absolutely. with those things, whether you have trigger points in those areas or whatever it may be. So it's, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're getting a, a good rapport and, and good relationship building with the, the people that are coming to see you. Cause that's so important. And not only from uh, an entrepreneurial side, but just as being a good massage therapist. So that, that's awesome to hear that. Yeah, totally. And here's the, that's the component that people miss. So, I mean, I could, I could come at this from several different ways. I think that in a lot of ways, the reason that, um, in general, military service members don't have relationships with massage therapists. One, there's that prevailing, um, stereotype that they're going in for one thing. Uh-huh. And, and that one's, that's hard to break. Um, they're also a little bit more of tough guys that don't want to open up to people um, and developing a new relationship takes time. Um, but then, you know, you're talking about like uh, the physical injuries and things like that. This is where the science of how massage therapy works and how it helps people kind of butts up with the, the, um, the prevailing narrative that has been out there for so long, which is like, we can treat injuries, which you really can't. You are going to strengthen your body through exercise, your muscles, Mm -hmm. you know, like if you have scoliosis, the only thing that's really going to help you is strengthening the muscles of your spine. So it's a multi, it's a multi faceted, um, treatment plan for people. They need to be eating right. They need to be exercising regularly, strength training. A lot of people, when they get injured, they, um, automatically guard that area, that injury area. They don't don't walk on it anymore. 
Yeah. Or, oh, my low back hurts, so I don't lift anything heavy anymore, which, oh my God, that's exactly what you need to be doing to fix your low back, right? Is like, you need to be progressively loading the back. Um, and so I take a lot of, of information, um, and agree with a lot of like the newer physical therapists that the kind of like, um, trendy influential, uh, on social media, physical therapists that are always talking about like movement is the best medicine. It really is. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say like, Oh, for your ACL tear, come to massage therapists. Cause that's, what's going to fix you. Honestly, it's going right. to be strength training, like slow, progressive strength training. What massage is good for is alleviating pain because what we're sure. doing is we're, we're giving you uh, cutaneous, you know, peripheral nerve stimulation. It's overriding the pain signals that are going through your body. Um, it's reducing the cortisol levels in your body and it's allowing you to relax. Um, it's increasing the endogenous opioids in your body, which are pain relieving. So massage is about relieving pain. It's about connecting with somebody and then injury uh, treatment. That's all physical therapy. That's all strength training and things like that. Sure. That's awesome. It's awesome to, to kind of put, put all the pieces together. So that, that kind of goes yeah. right in, right into that whole science piece and a lot of the, that research and, and information that you put out. So uh, along with uh, talking about all the hormone responses and stuff like that, what's, what are some more of the, the big things that they're finding? I, I know you've posted some stuff on uh, post-traumatic stress treatment regarding uh, massage therapy and stuff like that. What, what's some of the real information that you have found really interesting and kind of, uh, I guess, new for the field as far as what's come out in publications and research? Yes, absolutely. So, so instead of the old model of like, we treat injuries, we treat whatever, we stretch your muscles or whatever, the things that are really happening when you touch somebody's skin, you're essentially touching their brain. The brain mm -hmm. is what regulates the, um, the neurotransmitters in your body, the dopamine, the serotonin, the oxytocin on the more positive side, although all neurotransmitters are multifaceted, but then, you know, it decreases the cortisol, that stress hormone, um, nor, nor adrenaline, like it takes these down. And so guys who are training all the time, guys who are sleep deprived, guys who are drinking a lot of alcohol, guys yep. who are under a lot of stress, uh, their marriages aren't working out or they're lonely or whatever, they're levels of cortisol and adrenaline are through the roof. And that's not even talking about combat uh, deployments and the SF right. guys that have really been exposed to a lot of stuff. So, so when you come in for a massage, you're reducing those levels. So you're just dropping them down and your, your, your brain is able to enter like a theta brainwave state. So when you're in your normal day, you're in beta. Beta waves are they're um, high energy, they're, they're active, they're thinking, you know, right. that's where you're doing all your conscious uh, awareness and things like that. Theta is the place right before sleep. It's mm -hmm. wakeful rest. And this is where your body is able to regenerate and repair. And massage therapy is perfect for entering the theta brainwave state. Another thing is meditation, right? But most people don't meditate. So right. there's so much science coming out about how beneficial meditation is. Yes, and, and most, I love it. Yeah, and most people aren't doing it, right? So if you're right. not doing it and you're like a military guy and most of them are just like, you, they're not going to sit in their barracks room and meditate, okay? They're just not going to do it. <laughs> so most massage, of them are not. Yeah, no, never. Have you ever heard of one doing No. So 
So massage is 60 to 90 and sometimes 120 minutes of meditation that you're, you're just paying for someone. You're just laying on the table. You're eliminating your vestibular uh, processing system. So your, your body's able to just really relax. You're, you're shifting that um, parasympathetic to Absolutely. sympathetic nervous system, which is Absolutely. super important if you're go, 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 go all the time. Absolutely. And you're forced to do it. You're not on your mm-hmm. phone. You can't reach for your phone. You know, um, it's guided uh, with my clients. I guide their breath work. So if they've never experienced, awesome. um, you know, controlled breath work, that's also coming out in the field of neuroscience as being extremely important for yep. your health. Um, so it, you get so many benefits in one. And one thing that yoga and meditation don't have is that oxytocin release. Oxytocin is a hormone that is released specifically. It's called the social bonding hormone. Right. And it's released specifically when you connect with another person, when mm-hmm. you shake hands with a person, when you give someone a hug, when you have an intimate connection with another human being, your body releases oxytocin and oxytocin reduces social anxiety. It increases feelings of benevolence and altruism it, it boosts your mood. It makes you think more positively about the world around you. And for people who are depressed and people who are lonely and isolated, that is so crucial. And you can't just get oxytocin from a drug. So you right. have antidepressants that are like pumping you with serotonin or pumping you with dopamine or whatever. You can't get oxytocin from anywhere else except from another human being. Now, I will caveat that by saying in a hospital delivery room, a woman can get manufactured oxytocin when she's about to give birth and it's called pitocin, but it's so intense and strong. It's synthetic. It's not even the real thing. You can't get real oxytocin from anything else. So for me, I think that that's one of the most important components that people don't talk about in massage therapy is like you're getting a connection that you might not even get from your girlfriend. You might not even get it from your wife. And I'm not like trying to, because it's a professional relationship. I'm not trying to. Sure, sure. 100%. But if you're in a situation where you're not getting that nurturing time with someone, man, you're like missing out on so much. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things, uh, I guess in the military culture that, uh, stereotypically is like the human interaction, be a, be a tough guy kind of thing. And, yeah, uh, you won't talk it's about like, it. yeah, you don't, you don't want to talk about, it, but it is super important. I mean, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big reader of, um, anthropological studies and in our relation to primates and like one of the big differences between, uh, chimps, uh, and bonobos, which are, are basically our closest res- relatives that we can study is that chimps are super warlike and they're constantly fighting and they pretty much mostly breed for, and, and socially interact touching for, for, you know, a social hierarchy and, and breeding status, but bonobos kind of like all, all of it is kind of like how they deal with conflict. And, uh, they kind of just are constantly always touching to reinforce positive bonds and stuff like that. Oh, and there's much less totally. fighting and warring in, in that, uh, primate culture on that side, which is interesting to see because they're such genetically close relatives to us and especially to each other. And that's something that's just kind of developed out of their own habits biologically and naturally, but it's interesting. I would love to see studies on if at some point they're able to take kind of, I don't know, it's so hard to do in that environment because they're endangered species, but like what are their oxytocin uh, levels look, look like in those societies on a regular basis versus their cortisol levels uh, just based off how they're interacting with one each other on a, on a regular basis? 
that would be interesting. And you know, there might be a study out there like that because yeah, uh, that's non- true. Maybe non-human primates spend so much time grooming each other, mm-hmm. touching each other, you All know, right. and it's even the small interactions. And so, and this is also why I think um, the men in the military are so drawn into that camaraderie and that brotherhood. That is the oxytocin release that they crave and that they need. Um, and it's important to have people that understand you and that you feel accepted by. And guys who are transitioning out of the military, I see a lot of people struggling because, you know, they lose that. Um, and you have to find a way to replace that or to get that into your life. Sure. Because without that, that's what drives you into suicidal ideation, you know, and depression. Yes, you feel, you feel isolated and alone Absolutely. and all those those terrible things. Just yeah. curious, I don't know if you've ever heard anything about it, but do you know if that kind of oxytocin response goes um, kind of in guys that do Brazilian jiu-jitsu or wrestling where oh, obviously I'm, it's, I'm compl- it's completely sure. different. It's it's a I different kind of thing, right? It, but yeah. But yeah, I, I would sure. like it's obviously different stuff going on because it's you know you're you're practicing killing each other essentially, but there's still skin to skin contact and in in that kind of thing. So I'm I'm wondering if there's something there, and if you know guys that are Brazilian jiu jitsu guys that are really big into rolling and stuff like that, there's a serious camaraderie that gets built there, uh, and there's trust levels too because you're you're like I said you're practicing you're practicing killing each other with your best friends and stuff like that but <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. got I just got my guys back in, into it we're trying to get back into doing combatives on a regular basis for PT on the mat and stuff and there's always kind of a glow in the room after everyone's done doing it that it's like man we just got done kicking each other's asses for the last hour that was awesome and it's just you don't yeah. you don't it's that's a different kind of uh, uh, feedback that the guys get versus just throwing the weights around and 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 hitting that's the cool. calisthenics and running and everything really hard so I'd be Absolutely. curious to see about that. Absolutely. Cool. And you know what is interesting is there is a huge, there's so many guys, military guys, former military guys that get into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I honestly, that's one of the things that I think about it is like, yes, I think that they're there for the camaraderie. I think they're there for the oxytocin release. And they don't even know that. Like they don't oh, even yeah, know absolutely. how important it is to them. But it freaking helps, doesn't it? Like, oh, yeah. Feel yeah, amazing. Sure. Yeah. And so... Maybe it's not massage, but just getting that from somewhere is so important. It's it's mood boosting and and it connects you with the world around you, because honestly, I think um, depression and suicide come from these deep feelings of isolation, you know. And so so in my practice, when I meet someone or I've someone's been referred to my practice, they're deeply depressed and you can just tell, like, maybe they haven't said anything alarming, but you can just tell when you when you meet someone. Um, I'll donate my services, you know, to people who can't afford it if, if they're really depressed because, oh, my gosh, I know they need it. Um, and it's, for me, that's better than, like, doing 22 push-ups, not trying to knock that too much, but, but, yeah, but donate, it's a, it's a donating to between... people who need that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, there's, there's a difference between, you know, talking the talk and walking the walk. And that definitely says, says a lot about you as far as, uh, wanting to make a difference with, with the, the skills that you have. Right. Which is, which is awesome. I think it's great. Um, so transition a little bit. Um, one of the questions I like to ask my guests, um, when I, when I have them on is kind of who's influencing you, uh, whether it be through social media or authors or books you're reading, um, podcasts, it, even maybe just mentors in your personal life, kind of who's, 
uh, I, I'm a big believer in mentorship and I'm a big believer in lifelong learning. So who's kind of like, who's helping shape and mold you in the, in the direction, how you're looking at life and the direction you're moving in right now, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's interesting because uh, in the field of massage therapy, everybody's just kind of doing the same thing we've always done, which is like you work at a fancy spa, you work at Massage Envy, you deal with like the rich old lady clients or you deal with, you know, the girls night out bachelorette party clients or you deal Mm -hmm. with, you know, like there's just a certain type or sports massage they all kind of fall Mm -hmm. into there's no massage therapists that are really talking about uh, massage from the lens of, of neuroscience, but there are a couple. Uh, Diane Jacobs, she is a physical therapist, actually not even a massage therapist. She's a physical therapist that created um, dermo neuromodulation and reading her approach and what she was all about. I mean, she started from the bottom. She went into a field of of scientists and she, you know, didn't have that formal education that that they had. And she ended up just going from the bottom up. She's amazing. She's a huge, huge inspiration for me. Uh, Maria Natera, she is my college instructor. Um, she, uh, owns massage therapeutics, which, uh, she has her own YouTube channel and I've modeled for her YouTube channel. She has been such a source of like encouragement. Like you can do it. it doesn't matter, you know, how long you've been doing it. You have a vision. Uh, you have the talent. You have the skills and the passion to do it. So she's always been there to kind of like encourage me. And God, I love her. Like she's my mom. <laughs> if I could adopt <laughs> awesome. her as my mom, she would be my mom. Sure. Um, there is an awesome neuroscientist uh, professor of neurobiology at Stanford University named uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman. He's a oh, huge yeah. source of information, I've, inspiration. I've heard him in multiple podcasts. I love his, his yes. stuff. Yes, he is awesome. And he's been so kind to um, interface with me, like when I have questions mm-hmm. um, or, or, you know, just he's also very encouraging. Uh, and then uh, Eddie Ohm, he's a therapist out of uh, California, Southern California, and he is the first therapist, massage therapist that I've run into that has um, really gotten into things like the polyvagal theory. Uh, Stephen Porges is a PhD that wrote about um, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system and how cranial nerve 10 Uh, is the key to activating that parasympathetic nervous system. And that's called the polyvagal theory. And it's, you know, it's intricate and it has a lot of subtleties, um, but going over it really quick, it's one um, premise that I really base my business off is the polyvagal theory, right? And Eddie Ohm, he started his practice um, a lot longer, you know, um, longer than I have. He's been practicing longer than I have. And he's got so much good information. He's been super encouraging and inspiring. Like when I see another therapist that is connected with the information and it's like, okay, let's get this out there to people to, we're not just like stretching muscles and fascia, but we're like healing trauma. It's an interesting line that we have to walk because as massage therapists, we are not allowed to venture into the realm of psychotherapy whatsoever. But at the same time, psychotherapy is changing. The DSM-5 just is it just seems obsolete like the diagnoses even the term ptsd for instance it's right. not a disorder 
Post-traumatic stress is a physiological response to a traumatic event. It's completely normal. It is an evolutionary response. It's designed to protect us. The problem is when it becomes a chronic response, right? And we get right. trapped in that. So, mm -hmm. so the whole field of psychology, as it begins to recognize, you know, that we store trauma in our body, that these things are not necessarily disorders, that disorders are actually pretty rare, and that the things that we're coming out with, you know, as anxiety and depression, they're physiological responses to the world around us that we haven't been able to regulate. Um, and, and so he has been one of the people that has really been on top of it. And I love him to death. Um, and then also I've been doing um, traumatic brain injury conferences and things like that with the guys at Brain Chat. Uh, they're on Instagram, at Brain Chat. Uh, there's several functional neurologists um, in that organization. They're super, they're super intelligent. They're right there on the cutting edge. And they're absolutely awesome. They're the ones who have inspired a lot of the um, different techniques that I'm going to be using in my practice here at Bragg. I am currently, I'm like looking at it right now, my treatment room is being painted. Uh, I do everything myself, but I have like a big vision for how I want my massage therapy practice to be. It's not just going to be lay on the table and get a massage. Right, um, right. I specialize in guys that have post-traumatic stress response, right? Mm -hmm. disorder, post-traumatic stress response, and also um, traumatic brain injury because the input that you receive from massage is, especially when it's novel input, it's stimulating neuroplastic activity in your brain. It has the potential to, to um, rewire your brain and assist with cortical remapping and things like that. So these, all of these people who've influenced me um, have kind of contributed to uh, the theories and things that I want to try out in my treatment room. There's so many things that like, I guess I've never been done before that I'm interested in doing that I'm setting up to do right now, such as um, having a massage with your eyes open with the mm -hmm. projector, projector screen on the ceiling, mm -hmm. having like a, mm, I don't even know what you call it, like a, a geo. A geometrical like undulating fractal visual image set to a specific frequency of sound 528 hertz specifically is known to um, activate certain areas of the brain and to do this laying on the table it takes away that vestibular processing system their their visuals are focused on the ceiling they're getting the proprioceptive input from the massage all of this novel stimulus is what creates neuroplastic activity in the right. brain, right? So, and when you are uh, someone who's had a traumatic brain injury, working your brain is important. Sure. You know, learning new things, going outdoors, exposing yourself to sunlight, um, just doing novel activities in general, something like traveling, you know, can help. Uh, it's when your brain is exposed to an enriched environment that you're able to reduce that post-TBI brain shrinkage, um, and, and create new neural connections. So yeah, that's really important. And these are things that I want to try out in my massage therapy practice, but I also have to be like, skirt the line. Like how am sure. I, you know, like I can't, <sighs> but, the, but the idea that you want to kind of break the mold and move in a new direction and you're, you're, you're going from it from a very educated standpoint of like w w kind of drawing the lines between different fields. And, and like you said, you gotta, you gotta be careful cause you can't, uh, you, you can't, 
assess someone right from a right. medical standpoint right. or, or diagnose someone from a medical standpoint. Right. But I think it's really cool what, what you're trying to do. And I'd love, I'd love to hear more about, uh, I guess the, the results and the feedback that you get from, from clients who come in to see you. I, I've got to ask you, do you follow maps at all? Maps. Yeah. The multiplanary association for psychedelic studies. Oh no, but I should, because I totally, I'm a huge proponent of psychedelics. So, uh, obviously, you know, this is advisory out here, uh, not advocating anybody go try to find illegal substances, but, uh, maps is a nonprofit organization, but they have been, um, basically the leader, um, for the past several decades in pushing for FDA regulated trials for psycho assisted therapy using some of these substances. And they're have just finally got FDA approved trials for post-traumatic stress using either MDMA, which on the street is known as ecstasy and, uh, psilocybin mushrooms. And they're seeing, they're seeing, I think, and, and don't quote me on this cause I, I don't remember the data, but they're seeing something about 70% reduction in post-traumatic stress Absolutely. type symptoms when someone goes through, um, a, a, a psychotherapy session. So this, again, this is not, we're, we're not talking about somebody goes and takes uh, ecstasy and goes to a rave and they're like, oh, I don't, I don't have nightmares anymore. This is a, a very controlled setting. And they're talking about a uh, FDA regulated um, dose, not a street drug, an actual pharmacy grade, um, you know, uh, drug that's being administered. And then the psychotherapists are actually helping them relive these traumatic memories through, through the course of the influence so, of the substance. So, uh, so there's where I would stop. I would not relive a traumatic experience. I don't think that that is a good idea, especially when you're on a psychedelic. Uh, but taking the psychedelic, what it's doing to your brain, it's flooding you with these positive neurochemicals, the dopamine, the serotonin, the endogenous opioids, the oxytocin. And the important part, I think, in that, uh, first of all, I completely support this therapy. I wish that I could microdose with my clients and do massage, like, holy crap, it'd be amazing. Um, well, and this may be something in the future, obviously not right down the road. It's still a scheduled one substance, but the, the fact that the FDA is allowing the, the it to happen, we may look down the road in 10 to 20 years and we have a combined therapy where someone who's experienced these terrible, terrible experiences might conjoin psychotherapy with massage therapy with... Okay the, you know, the influence of a drug with audio therapy with certain frequencies or certain, certain sounds and app actually help reprogram the brain to, to, to kind of heal from these, these yeah. neurological scars, if you want to call them that or, or wounds. Absolutely. You would have to, man, that's a hard one because I want to say like the therapist would have to be so well-trained, but it's not just the training that would make that an effective therapy. We went, we've touched on this at the very beginning of this call. You have to have a deep connection with your client. And unfortunately in the medical model, uh, th that's the opposite. The medical model is like, get you in, get you out, get you in, get you out. Yeah, like my doctor very, doesn't even remember who I was, you know? It's very opposite to the corporate wellness type uh, program that we're used to seeing in the medical industry right now. It's it's complete polar yeah. opposite, honestly. Yeah, you and even, literally have to have a friendship because if right. you're going to be on a psychedelic substance with someone else in the room, you have to be able to trust them. You have to be able to enjoy their company. And then when you can do that, that yeah, that would be amazing. It would cure PTSD, totally. And the other thing that kind of goes against the model too, is it's not like most the approved FDA therapies, which are 
basically get you on something that you potentially take for the rest of your life. Uh, this is the, the cool thing about it is that you could potentially have someone go through a year's worth of sessions or, or, or however long the sessions are and someone walks out and they're able to go back to functioning in a normal day-to-day society without having to swallow a pill every day yeah. versus how they're normally treating it, which is like take this antidepressant for potentially the rest of your life. Yeah, the problem with that model, though, is that the pharmaceutical companies don't make money. So as large as they are (laughs) and as much money as they have and as much clout as they have, like I just don't see it happening unless we were to do something like abolish corporate personhood and take down big pharma, you know, like and that would take a revolution. And we're so busy arguing about gender and shit like we can't even agree on anything. it is a cultural shift, and I think, and as as maybe it becomes more of a less of a taboo subject, maybe we'll see it happen. I mean, I I did see something recently. One of the major universities was looking at producing psilocybin, uh, which is the active ingredient in you know magic mushrooms, just like mushrooms, uh, in E. coli. So basically, they're looking at a way to to patent it to produce it at a higher level for pharmaceutical quality. So I mean, there are there are some potential things there to. You know, it's this is America. It's so about making pharma money. So can milk us for our money, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there's, I mean, but still, but, if it's if it's healing in one or two or three sessions, they're still not making that perpetual income. You know, whereas right. the SSRIs are forever. So it's like I am yep. hopeful, and it's super exciting, but I'm also a little bit cynical because right. Yeah. And it's it's another thing that that is a potential too. Is it's a, it's a we're talking about something that is potentially a very very strong drug when you start talking about psychedelics and you know the reason they were put on the naughty list for so long is people having bad trips or throwing themselves out of windows or et cetera et cetera et cetera and it's not something to be taken lightly and then if we have you know during any kind of trial setting there if they have one really bad incident or someone reacts very very adversely it could put the whole thing back on hold for a long time so it's 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 good that we're look going back and they're looking at that at this as a potential potential therapeutic, but it still has a very long way to go. Ugh, yeah. I just wish I could see it happen in my lifetime. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, look, take a, take a look at maps They're I think they're based out of, uh, I, I want to say Oregon, but they, uh, they're a very cool institution and they're, they're going about it from the right standpoint, which is from a scientific standpoint. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's hippies in the, in the, within oh, the organization, I mean, but yeah. It's, it's all blended, but I do think that the way to get people interested and the way to get people to take you seriously is to show them the science behind it. Yeah, for sure. The hippie stuff comes second. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, you said you did yoga, right? So obviously yeah. you got into the science and now you're into the yeah. <laughs> well, I was kind of I was kind of raised by hippie, borderline hippies, too. My, yeah. my parents were of the hippie generation, so totally. uh, I, I knew what, like, gluten allergy was before – before uh, the rest of the world started talking, talking about it on social media and then the news (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. yeah, That's a different rabbit hole. (laughs) Um, So let me ask you, um, would you like to, uh, where can people find you if they want to follow you on social media and where where are you located in in Fayetteville? If anybody wants to come knocking on the door or or call to schedule an appointment. Yeah. It's appointment only. Um, I Uh am downtown, downtown Fayetteville. You can find me on Instagram at BRB Massage. You can find me on Facebook, but dear Lord, don't message me there. I rarely check Facebook. It's such a terrible. It's gotten it's gotten very it's bad. So bad. The only, literally, the only reason I still and Facebook owns Instagram now, right? So please, oh, yeah. Facebook, if you're listening, don't screw up Instagram. It's already there's already already starting to become a shift, but don't yeah. screw it up. 
Um, but the only reason I have it is because all of the uh, people in my family who are like over 40, they don't, oh, sure, they sure, don't, sure. It's, and, it's the and older groups, generations. Groups. Are yeah. Good, you know, yeah. groups. And um, but yeah, I agree. I agree with you on Facebook. It's a, it's a hot mess. It's yeah, so, so much, <laughs> so much Russian trolling going on. Yeah. Just hit me up on Instagram. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me, honestly. Um, okay. Yeah. But uh, I am. So I'm starting my business from the ground up. I'm a one woman show. I'm doing it without, you know, like huge loans or anything like that. So I just opened my office. I'm literally the person who's repainting it myself, you know, and, and, and doing everything myself. Everything's going to be one step at a time. My next thing is the projector screen, you know, and getting that, um, getting that type of session set up later on in the future. I would love to incorporate like a low, low level laser therapy, like cold light laser, which uh, a C3 schedule C3 laser, it's completely safe to use. Um, so it's not out of my scope of practice, but it's interesting because I've never heard of a massage therapist doing it before. It's basically a laser that you can point at different areas of the body. For me specifically, it would be different regions of the brain. Um, and the guys at Brain Chat are the ones who introduced this laser to me. And so um, that's a $6,000 investment, but it's something wow. that I'll, I'll be putting in my practice uh, in the future for people who have traumatic brain injury. Uh, so it's like it's like ground level, building up. I have a big vision. So yeah, I, I've so appreciative to all the people who've shown me um kindness and support here in the early stages because like those are the people that matter the most those are the ones you remember like anyone will support you when you're successful but the people who believe in you at the beginning 100 percent, yeah i can't yeah. agree with that more but awesome yeah all right so is there any anything else you want to touch on any anything else you want to throw out there uh, uh I think we covered it, man. Yeah. I mean, subjects, I, love yeah. that you hit on, I love that you hit on psychedelics. <laughs> like, shit, that was good. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a thing, right? So like, it, it's my, like I said, my background's in molecular biology, right? So oh, it's, awesome. it's so, it's so funny to me because, uh, I'm a security force guy. I'm a cop by trade. Right. And so with cops, all drugs are bad. Confiscate, right. hand, handcuff, you know, search the vehicle, which I totally get. The law is the law, and you you have to do it. But the fact that I came from a science background, that we draw lines in what's good good drug, bad drug, and we've left it to especially to a lot of people that don't really have a good scientific pharmaceutical or uh, basis in their education level of what they've decided. I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing it with uh, cannabis right now, right? Where there's this huge cultural shift now that cannabinoid oils and CBD and all this stuff is, is basically out everywhere. And the FDA has got to figure out some portion of it because it's basically unregulated. Now everyone's pushing a product out, which is great for entrepreneurship, but at the same time, the levels of quality that certain people are putting out, you really don't, you really don't know. You have to do your own research for the companies and see who's really putting out a a good product and, and, and actually doing independent testing to make sure that you're not getting who knows what in, in your cannabis oils that you might be consuming or rubbing in your skin, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's I think it's going to be good to see the shift because uh, pharmaceutical companies have gotten so big and they make so much money and it's kind of been it's if you listen to what the side effects are I mean I don't have I haven't had cable TV since I've been in the military but every once in a while I'll, I'll be somewhere I, I hear commercials on cable TV and you listen to these side effects from these FDA approved prescription drugs and you're like how is that any worse than all the stuff that's been labeled as a Schedule One drug for years and years and years I know. to the I know. so 
uh, the, the mentality is changing and, and it will continue to shift and hopefully it's in the right direction. I hope so. I hope so too. But yeah, that's it. Cool. Awesome. Well, Hey, I uh, thank you so much for, for calling in. I know you're super busy and I appreciate you, your time. I know, and, I have uh, clients like coming in in like 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll let you go. Thanks yes, again for your time so and g- yeah, it. good luck with the new, the new shop in Fayetteville and uh, wish you all the, the best success. So we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. And thanks again to Angel. She was an awesome guest. I thought we talked about some really cool topics. I was wanting to talk to her for a long time, and I'm glad we could uh, take the time to do it. And I'm glad you guys could listen in on it as well. Please, like I said before, go give her a follow. Go check out her Instagram at at BRB Massage. That's Bravo Romeo Bravo Massage on Instagram. Or go check out her website at brbmassage.com try to get booked up with an appointment with her if you're in the Fayetteville Fort Bragg area Uh, I know for sure if I'm in that area or if she may just come down here to Florida I'm definitely going to try to book an appointment with her and uh, get some of my uh, trigger points some of my injuries and and some stuff that I need soft tissue work done on as well also go ahead and check out MAPS we talked about MAPS a little bit the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies Uh, in that conversation. If you haven't checked them out, please do. They're doing some awesome stuff in research uh, to treat veterans uh, and other victims of uh, stress, post-traumatic stress situations uh, through the use of uh, both psilocybin and MDMA. And they're really going about it from a scientific perspective to change the culture associated with it and really helping out people in the process. So please go give them a check out as well. And please, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and check out the Warrior Monk podcast on Instagram. And please look forward to more content coming soon. Really hoping to get in touch with some other people, veterans in my area, as well as entrepreneurs. Please, guys, if you like the content I'm putting out, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'd love to have a conversation with you. I'd love to have you on the podcast. We can do it via Skype. If you're in the anywhere in the southeast, let's meet up. We can talk in person. And I think we'd have a great conversation and let's put some out of your Warrior Monk ideas out there on the internet. All right, guys, this is Lance from the Warrior Monk podcast signing off. We'll talk to you soon.